Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. I began coming to the Episcopal Church, I believe, sometime in the spring of 2000 or 2001, but it was the spring. And so sometime that first fall, I began to hear about the church's plans for Advent. Now, I knew what Advent was, or so I thought, and I was ready. After all, for the first 14 years of my life, I had kept a little Advent calendar one of those kinds where you open up the little flap and there's chocolate in the box behind it. <laughs> I'd had one of those every year just about since I was able to eat chocolate. And then when Sadie was born in 1998, I bought one of those cute little fabric calendars. You know, the one with the manger scene pieces that are tucked in the little pockets and they are marked one through 24. So you start taking the pieces out of the manger scene and adding them to the, to, to the top of the calendar. And you start with boring pieces like palm trees and cows. But then you get to work your way up to the last week where you get to the shepherds and the holy family and the stars and the angels and finally cute little baby Jesus. Now, cute JB Jesus always seemed to disappear from that pocket and we could always find him in Sadie's room. But I knew I was joining a church that apparently took Advent very seriously. So I went to the Episcopal bookstore and I bought this beautiful pewter um, Advent wreath. And it had, I got three purple candles and one pink candle. So I was ready. I was ready for, for Advent, Christmas music and all. And then came that first Sunday in Advent. And we had a reading like the gospel lesson for today, the apocalypse. I was like, what? The apocalypse? The Left Behind series, some of y'all may remember that, was gaining momentum around that time. And I can remember thinking, what is going on here? And the music in the church was strange too. For those of you who are musicians, everything seemed to be in minor key. It felt like we were singing dirges or funeral songs during Advent. Where was O Come All Ye Faithful or Joy to the World or at least O Little Town of Bethlehem? So I warn you, Mary, Bethlehem or baby Jesus, there is no mention of them here. They are not going to show up until the fourth Sunday of Advent. That is the Sunday before Christmas. And so I had come upon some of the quirkiness of the Episcopal Church, its penitential observance of Advent. For you folks who are new to the denomination, we don't jump from Thanksgiving to Bethlehem. We actually jump all the way to the end of the story, the apocalypse, the end of the world, the beginning of heaven. So what is this about? All the world is shopping and putting up Christmas decorations, but not in our church. It felt like Sundays were days of mourning. We were sitting in darkness, 
and we are waiting for the light. It is in our liturgy, in our prayers, our colors for the season, and our songs. So it really wasn't, I will admit, until seminary that I learned that Advent is supposed to be a season of introspection and repentance. I would therefore be remiss if I did not point out that Advent not only looks for the first coming of Christ, but perhaps puts even more emphasis on the second. In some ways, it is the season of the apocalypse. Can you imagine putting that on a, co on a coffee cup at Starbucks? <laughs> I have one that says peace and joy, and there's other ones that say joy, but the apocalypse? That would certainly put a damper on your Christmas shopping. A season of the apocalypse, we would be buying sackcloth and ashes as opposed to Snuggies and Chia Pets. Because you don't have to be a premillennial dispensationalist, bleh, that's a hard word to say, to know that the season of the apocalypse is not all sunshine and rainbows, where we are all sitting around singing 27 verses of Kumbaya. So, in the season of the apocalypse, I promised Blake that I would not quote the Left Behind series. Believe me, the church and Blake and I disagree wholeheartedly with its dispensationalist theology and faulty interpretation. But I will say that Jesus and the apostles and the early Christians were all apocalyptic. That is not a dirty word in the, Episcopal, in the Episcopal Church. In fact, it is very important. The apostles and the early Christian writers felt an absolute urgency for the spread of the gospel because the Christian hope of the second coming was deeply ingrained in their minds. They wanted everyone to know what they knew and most importantly, who they knew. And this urgency was picked up from the tradition of the church. The church has therefore put us as the focus of its first season in the liturgical year, in our new year, a season that focuses on end times, a season for repentance and introspection and evangelism. The end times is exactly why the good news of the gospel is so very important. First things are first. The end of the story is the beginning. We need to be reminded why the gospel is important and why it is good news. So I got it. The, Advent, the gospel is the center of the Advent season. Our church firmly puts Christ back in Christmas and does it in a big way. Listen to the colics, our prayers for Advent. Give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way of our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us, because we are sorely hindered by our sins. 
You see, Christ is the reason for the season. His first coming began the era of grace. The first and the second coming is the fulfillment of that grace. The first coming, his birth in the manger, heralds the second coming, the end of the age. And we can thank God for the first coming in Bethlehem so that we can stand before the throne of grace in the second coming. The Episcopal Church puts Christ back in Christmas. The cradle leads to the cross, which leads to the crown. The end of the story leads us back to the beginning, and then the middle, and then the end again. Do I know when the second coming of Christ, the apocalypse will be, and what it will look like? No, of course not. Not even Jesus knew the time or the circumstances of when these things would happen. But he, along with the prophets of old, definitely understood the message that they gave, that there would be a finality to earth. So the church, many, many centuries ago, I'm talking about like 6th century AD, the church put in place the season of Advent in order to renew our sense of urgency, our sense of need for purity, our sense of need for repentance, and therefore our need for preparation. These are hard lessons to hear and think about. I, for one, would rather not. But then I think about Ebenezer Scrooge. I am certain all of you have seen some version of this holiday classic, The Christmas Carol, based on the novel by Charles Dickens. Ebenezer was a hard man. He was obsessed with money. He ignored his family and his chance at love, and all in order to accumulate riches which he hoarded. Fortunately for him, his old business partner, Jacob Marley, visits him as a ghost and begins a night of warning for Scrooge to change his ways. So he's visited by three spirits, the spirit of the Christmas past, the spirit of the Christmas present, and the spirit of the Christmas future. And I believe it was the final spirit that finally gets Scrooge to change his ways. It took contemplation of death and hell in order for him to look for grace and gratitude. It took a look at the darkness in order for him to look for the light. Now hopefully we are not one of us a modern version of the Ebenezer Scrooge. But we can get so caught up in the Christmas preparations, the decorations, the parties, the gift giving, that we lose sight of the bigger picture. We can't see the forest through the Christmas trees, so to speak. We lose the whole reason why Jesus came in the first place. And it may be only by looking at the end that we can make sense of the beginning. From the beginning of creation, God has had a plan in place to bring us back to him. From the beginning, God had in place a plan to come to earth in the person of Jesus, a real person, in order to live and die for us 
so that by his death on the cross, God himself could wipe away our sin and our darkness so that we could join him in the resurrection to be with God in heaven. Advent therefore forces us to reflect upon the meaning of the true reason for the first coming of Jesus, his birth in Bethlehem. It is not just about a baby born in a stable. It is much more. It is the climax of the purpose of God to bring us home to heaven in order to be with him. The cradle does lead to the cross and the cross does lead to the crown. So welcome to the season of the apocalypse. Amen.